Hi, I'm Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, my loves. Welcome to the show. I love that you are here on this journey with me, diving into these incredible readings with other beings that are here on this intuitive journey as we share and explore the dreams of our hearts. In our reading today, Nikki is here wanting clarity on how to find balance and trust to live an abundant life so that she can support others while she's sustaining herself. And so we look at these ideas of how when we are young, we can take on the worries, stress, and anxieties of our parents and caregivers and then be playing them out in our lives today. We look at how anxiety can actually become part of your identity. It's not just something that you feel or happens to you, but it somehow becomes who you are. And we look at dismantling that and breaking free from that. We also talk about living from your passion and purpose versus living from anxiety and fear of failure. And through all this, trusting that you have what it takes to walk through uncertainty, to walk through what you don't understand, to walk through the things you might fail (laughs) and be okay. Know that you are okay. And we also look at how connecting to your inner light and then shining it for the world to see and how this is just such a vital part of who you are and why you are here in this lifetime, in this body. So thanks for being here. I love you and enjoy this reading with Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi, Sarah. I am looking for some clarity to help me find the balance and trust that I need to live the abundant life that I feel called to live, where I can help other people through what I do and also have a sustainable life for myself. Thank you. So the first thing I notice is the shortness of breath and panic feeling in my chest. And like, it's hard to breathe. There's this sort of squeezing. I can see my lungs and as if they're not able to fill up entirely. So what do you know about living from this place? (laughs) It sounds very familiar. The drain that I feel particularly related to financial worry or concern about my loved ones lives a lot in that space. Yeah. What practices do you have that help you when you feel this sensation or engaged in the thought patterns? I definitely have learned to take time to meditate, to find that peace and to ground myself. Different types of meditations or listening to different frequencies to try to regulate 
my anxiety or dissipate my anxiety. And then also movement, whether that's going out to walk or swinging in the hammock that's under my desk or just kind of dancing around my house to a song that makes me feel good to try to kind of release that anxiety. Yeah, as you're talking, you're taking me back to you being a little girl and the images you're, it's like you're on vacation and you're at the beach, maybe the coast, but it feels like not a tropical beach. It's more like a historical beach, maybe the coast, that kind of thing. And as if something happened there that frightened you or built on something that was already there. So do you have an experience? Do you connect to that image? What comes forward for you? So every summer, my family, since I can remember, so probably five or six years old, would go to the beach in Maryland and spend a week there together. It's always been sort of the most relaxed time, like the most calm that anyone in our family ever feels. But there could be moments of tension or anxiety during that, particularly like if my dad had to be working during part of that, or if I wasn't listening to my parents and maybe getting in trouble for saying or doing something that I shouldn't have done, but that's not like the bulk of the memory. A lot of the memory there is happy, but I think that what I feel is like a very stark contrast in like being in that joyful place, but then feeling sort of that anxiety that might come up if there was a disruption to that. Yeah. So with this anxiety, would you be willing to play with this a little, to explore this a little? For sure. Okay. So what do you know about it already? I picked up a lot of the energy from my parents growing up. When they were stressed, I would take that on whether that was because I felt it or because I was maybe being reprimanded for not doing what they asked me to do, or as my mom would say, like not thinking before I speak. (laughs) And so I feel like that anxiety sort of was ingrained in me more than it was kind of my natural place of being. Yeah. I feel it very, like it's a big part of your identity is the way that I'm seeing it. As in, you built your identity around maintaining this anxiety. So there's a couple things happening, right? One part of the identity is saying that I don't know who I am without anxiety. Like you would crumble and fall apart is the image if you didn't have this anxiety holding you together. And yet the other part of your identity feels like it just wants to escape from it. It wants to separate from it and it doesn't know what to do with it. So you're at odds inside of this illusion of what it means to hold life together. Yes, that feels correct. And I just had a conversation with somebody a bit to that effect. I feel like the anxiety is more habitual than it is part of me. Yeah. Would you mind if I clear some of this anxiety for you? I would love that. Okay. I'm just going to just take some deep breaths for me, allowing yourself to 
relax, allowing your cells to let go. Just allow that to move so that your system can settle. So there's a beautiful way that I love to look at anxiety, to relate to anxiety. And that is this idea that anxiety is actually a guardian angel that rushes in to support you and protect you and rescue you when part of you feels threatened, part of you feels that you don't know what to do. That this beautiful angel anxiety, I'll, I'll do it for you. It's okay. I got you. And it wraps itself so tightly around us that we feel protected by it. We feel that even though it's so uncomfortable, at least we're familiar with this uncomfortable and therefore we can relax slightly because we know how to be inside of anxiety. We don't know how to be inside of the other emotions that are trying to get our attention or the other levels of uncomfortability that are presenting themselves. So if you think about your anxiety from this place, what might be different? I feel like the anxiety is trying to protect me from my self-doubt and my insecurity and just overall fear of failure. And it makes it feel like if I hold on to that anxiety that like that I won't let myself fail, it feels like the anxiety keeps me accountable to not failing, even though it's also feels like it's blocking my success. Yeah, I understand that. I'm wondering if there is a part of you, or I'm not wondering, I know there's a part of you. <laughs> I'm interested in talking to the part of you that lives outside of the anxiety, the doubt, the I'm going to fail stories, part of you that knows your path forward and knows what you're here to do. And I'd love if she's willing for her to tell us a little bit about what she believes. There's part of me that feels so connected to helping people. And I know that to help other people that I need to be grounded in my truth and my security and my knowing and the purpose that I have to serve. Like I feel like the part of me that's not anxious is that piece that wants to serve. When I think about helping other people, I don't have that sense of failure. I have the sense and that fear of failure, and particularly like financial insecurity is sort of how I in a lot of ways have defined failure in the past. And I need to change my relationship with that as I'm saying that out loud. Like I, I sort of see it as like the anxiety stems from a fear of not being able to have my needs met. But if I'm serving other people, then it's not about my needs being met. It's about helping. So there's that contrast there. Yeah. I'd love for even more to hear even more the passion. Like, tell me, what is your mission? What is your passion? What's your why? Speak from that place. Let's actually ask anxiety to just, there's like a little bench that I can see. And 
maybe we could just invite anxiety and self-doubt and failure to just take a little break and sit on the bench. Like, it's all good. You don't have to go away. Just maybe take a little sit over there and have a coffee or something. And then from this place, right, you, your mission, your passion, your why, like, I'd love to hear. I believe that we really need each other as people right now and that the world, the way things are, is just making us feel so separate. And I know that there's a loneliness epidemic and I feel called to help people who feel alone find more connection to themselves and to each other. And from my own experience, I understand that to connect with other people, you have to really have a deep sense of connection to yourself. I feel like the way I seek to serve is to open more space for people who need to hear that they're not alone and to offer comfort, whatever that looks like, through the sharing of other people's stories, through the sharing of my own story and inviting people in to share theirs. Like I really, as I say that, it's like the connectivity is really rooted in storytelling and sharing and connecting through that bond. Because to me, that's the core of who we are. And it's an expression of our oneness when we share our stories that I feel very energetically drawn to. And that that's the way that we start to build a stronger foundation and to find that sense of peace that I think a lot of us are really longing for right now. How does it feel different in your body speaking this? I feel kind of like a weightlessness and a bit of like energetic radiation, if that makes sense, sort of like a little bit of like pulsating and my eyes are closed and I'm sort of seeing it's almost like pulsating energy behind my eyes. And it just feels, I mean, it feels connected. It feels intentional and just like warm in a way. How do you feel about the doubt, the failure and the anxiety from this place? I wasn't even thinking about them. They're doing great on the bench without you. <laughs> yeah. So how... Do you see ways that you can take this forward in your life? And in relation, right, to money, financial security, let's say, was where we started with these feelings coming up. What's different now and how can you use this moving forward in your life? When I go to that place where I'm driven by that passion and mission to help and to serve that I don't think about financial insecurity it feels like if I follow that path then I don't have to worry about that and that that's part of my knowing that if I am true to what I believe and my purpose that that anxiety becomes irrelevant it's not that I don't need to be able to sustain my lifestyle, but I don't have to worry about it because I'm not coming from a place of lack. There's no sense of, I don't have enough. I have more than enough and I can offer more to other people because of that. 
sort of the feeling that I get there. Yeah, as you're talking, I can see them sitting on the bench applauding and cheering for you. Like, yeah, we can just sit over here and cheer for you. We don't need to keep you small. We can actually be your allies. Actually, they feel smaller when I consider being driven by my purpose and my desire to help people. Like the weight of that anxiety and doubt goes away because I do feel confident that what I believe and what I can share with people is meaningful and beneficial. Yeah, a big part of this showing up in the world and in our lives in these bigger, more fully alive ways is being more devoted to your why than to your fear or to anxiety. And it's having these practices to continually to align and to reset that inner compass with your why and letting that guide you and recognizing that these are still parts that are there, right? Just not having them be running the show, taking up so much real estate. Mm -hmm. And I think what I was starting to like shift back into a place of anxiety is like that fear of the unknown and that sense of what if and recognizing that you can kind of go in either direction with a what if. And I think you and I had had a conversation about this before. You know, we think what if we fall, but what if we fly? Yeah, we're really good at listing all the what ifs on the negative. And very rarely do we engage in a practice of what if, like all the magic happens. Being in uncertainty is spicy, let's say. (laughs) And I think we live inside an illusion that anything is certain, (laughs) right? And so what I've found on this path is the more we can learn to be uncomfortably comfortable inside of uncertainty, right? To just like say, yeah, you know what? I feel uncomfortable. That's okay. Because this uncomfortable is better than the anxiety uncomfortable. It's better than the failure uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because I just don't know. And when we practice that, right? Anything that we practice, we get better at. And this journey into self, I see so often is about really just being able to sit in uncertainty and trust in ourselves to walk through it with grace, with the ability and the capacity to handle whatever happens. We're never going to change the uncertainty. (laughs) And even when something feels certain, it can become uncertain in a breath. But what we can have is that ability inside ourselves to know that we are always okay. Yeah, that really speaks to me. I also see, you know, I'm just kind of tuning into money or abundance or supply. And the image that they show me is you with a tree, a money tree growing out of your head. So I think you got what it takes the creativeness, the ideas, the capacity to be abundant, to provide for yourself like that 
you know, when you feel that fear come up, it's like I get this sense in my body that you just can grow money. So don't worry so much. I like that image. And I just had a conversation with somebody about the tree of life and how we're all just leaves on it. So it feels like there's a theme. (laughs) (laughs) How can I support you from here? I'm not sure I know how to answer that if I'm being honest. (laughs) Let me see if there's anything else for you. So the image is of a floodlight and the message of being really intentional of where you shine that light because you're very powerful. It's a very powerful light, right? A floodlight lights up brightly into the darkness. And this is the light that shines from within you. And it's like the image is bringing everything into focus of where you want to direct this light and then allowing it to fully shine and how that will really expand your life, your message. And it's like about what you're here to give to the world as well, is really connected in with that light and harvesting it within yourself to then shine out into the world with all of its brilliance. I feel that. I feel very connected to the idea that there's a lot within me that needs to be shared and that the clarity in terms of intention and direction is what I'm on the path to right now. I'm by design really focusing on where I want my future to at least the direction I want to go for the future and walking that path now. And so the way I see it is like using that light and recognizing that the way the light works is, as you said, it projects far out and very brightly. But the first thing that I have to do is take that first step into the light to be able to follow it. Well, in my image, you are already the light, my love. It feels like I know that and I also feel trapped. And that's like the anxiety around it. It's like the anxiety is containing that light. It's protecting you, right, from shining too brightly. And coming back to that image of the bench, it's what are you in devotion to, right? Shining this light, making this significant difference in the world. And having that practice of continuing to ask anxiety to sit on the bench, to just to watch the show. Thank you. You can be here. You can support me, but you get to watch the show, not direct the light. Mm, That resonates a lot. Does this feel like an okay place to land today? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.